Hey y'all, this is Seba, the Southern Pride Witch, and this is episode 34. I'm recording this on Beltane, although I don't think we're going to be able to do what we usually do. I think that's the truth for about every single thing happening these days, isn't it? I'm not a great fan of my state right now. Uh, We are reopening, and I think it's foolish, and um, my family is not reopening. But what is going to reopen today is my heart, because it is Beltane, and I need to stay part of that wheel, and I need to feel whole, even when the world is falling apart. Y'all, I've got a lot of good stuff going on, and so let me go ahead and open up my world to you. Um, We have vining on the green beans and on the black beans, and our corn is starting to be that knee-high place I like to see right before I add in the pumpkin seed all around it. And I've noticed all kinds of neat little volunteer seeds that have come up, like marigolds and zinnias and cilantro that just now kind of grows here permanently. And the guys are outside today putting up a hogwire fence around the property, which will be our very first fence. We've inherited a little bit of materials, and we've also inherited a whole lot of barbed wire. So pretty soon this place is going to be more of a fortress the way I kind of want it to be anyhow. The bad neighbor did not win his little war against us. Just lately, I don't know if y'all have been going through this, but I'm getting hit by some really nasty stuff. And it's not insurmountable. It's just ordinary if that makes any sense. And so I have to really dig down deep and fight and climb up that hill and take care of that one thing. It's a little exhausting, but we did secure the money to dig a septic tank, and now we're getting a brand new one, and we're very excited about that. (laughs) Leave it to a country gal to be excited about a new septic tank, y'all. So things are working. Things are growing. Things are okay right here. And lately, I've had, of course, like all of us, a whole lot of time to think about what used to make me happy. I am very susceptible to depression like anyone else. And what I keep finding, just bear with me here, y'all, is what used to make me happy were the things in my childhood. Not the fracturous, messed up shit, but the things that only make children happy. And I've been thinking about those a lot. One of those things was I remember the first time I ever smelled a rose. Completely just wore me out, y'all. This was the most wonderful, sweet, old rose kind of smell. Kind of a grandma rose. I never forgot it. So when I got older, the second I could, I started growing roses. And as far as I know, no one in my family ever grew roses. It wasn't really a thing. And you know, roses are fairly difficult to do, um, especially if you live in the South. And then you get the black spot, especially if you're organic in the way you grow things and the way that you farm. And I've just learned to live with a few spots. You know, it's fun. 
and they all drop and there are other ways to deal with it. I've come up with some pretty natural ways. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a milk spray that you can use on your roses that'll pretty much neutralize the black spot. And the problem with that is it leaves white spots. (laughs) So you're going to get spots. But it does neutralize it and makes the plant healthier. And that's what we want all the way around. So that's the method I go with these days. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to accidentally teach y'all. I was remembering how much those mean to me. And right now we have all kinds of roses popped off on the property. I mean, I have everything from rambling roses to old China roses to Dave Austin roses. They are literally all over the place because, well, somebody gets addicted to things and I don't know who that would be. So I was outside smelling my very favorite one. It's a hybrid, but it's um, based off of a very old peony-shaped rose or cupped. And it's called the Earth Angel. Y'all ought to look that up. Look up Earth Angel. It's like this antique pink. It, it makes you want to walk around in a rose garden in the 20s and read The Great Gatsby. And it's my favorite one. And the smell coming off of it is that old, simple, soft rose smell. So I thought to myself, you know, when I was a little girl, what I do is I just pop whatever it is into my mouth. <laughs> and eat it. And so what should I do as a grown-up? Well, first off, let me tell you right now, y'all, I ate it. Okay, let's not pull any punches here. You know what I did. But then I started thinking about it. You know, only a few days before I had fallen into this glum or whatever the fuck that was, I had made honeysuckle ice cream, which is divine, Y'all want to know how to make that? Well, you need you an ice cream maker, okay? But past that, you need, oh, about two tightly packed, clean cups of honeysuckle blossoms. Make sure there are no stems or any kind of little leaf on there because those things are toxic, but the flowers are not. Make sure it's the Lanocera japonica variety. And you just take that and you just pack it way down in a big old quart mason jar. And fill that thing up with cream. Now, when I couldn't afford cream to fill up a quart jar, I have used whole milk. And it was a lighter ice cream, okay? But hell, it was ice cream. So, you let that thing steep for three days in your refrigerator. And then you're going to take all of that yummy stuff out. And you're going to put it through a sieve, a really fine one. And really grind down that honeysuckle really wrench it, you know, and wring it all out and get everything out of that. And it's that. And if you can, a couple of cups of milk, if that whole thing was full of cream. And I only use about three quarters of a cup of sugar because I don't like my ice cream too sweet. The thing about it is, is that you can taste this as you go. You can whisk it and taste it. After all, it's just milk, right? And then I put a teaspoon of salt in there and then mix the whole thing up and put it in my ice cream maker. And y'all, it's fantastic. But my son is a little lactose intolerant, my baby one. And so I made him a honeysuckle simple syrup. And the way you make honeysuckle simple syrup, well, it's the way you make any old simple syrup. You need one part water to one part sugar. 
And that is it. And you just put that in there, let it start to boil. The second it boils, let it go about one minute and then pull that off the heat. And then whatever you want to infuse that simple syrup with, throw that in there then. About a cup of whatever. And then put the lid on it and leave it alone for about an hour. Now the reason you don't want to boil that on the stove, y'all, is because if you do, you're kind of cooking the herb or the flour. You don't want to do that. You want that flavor, you want that aroma, you want that scent. And I ended up with the most delightful honeysuckle simple syrup. Y'all, I made him a honeysuckle and lemon martini. So I'm out there. Yes, I digress. Y'all know me by now. I'm Southern. I'm out there and I'm looking at the roses and I'm thinking, well, what kind of grown-up thing equivalates to what I did when I was a little girl? Now, I'm sure you've already figured out where we go with this. I made a rose simple syrup. It's fantastic. I'm also dehydrating a bunch of them so I can really chop those up later on into these delightful little flecks and cookies. Oh, y'all, a rose-scented cookie is everything. But while I was standing there trying to think of what might be a way to make a grown-up version of something, it hit me, what in the fuck? Why do we insist on making grown-up versions of stuff? Y'all, why do we do this to ourselves? Especially if we're going through any kind of trauma. Why, if our heart wants the thing that a little girl or a little boy wanted, why can't our heart have that? Why must we grow it up? Damn, y'all, we already have to pay taxes and deal with exes and, God, have meetings on Zoom. Blah. Life is hard enough. When it comes to my rose thing or honeysuckle, why do I have to grow it up? Okay, let's not knock that honeysuckle martini though, okay, because that's fire. But, you know, I'm, I'm remembering when I was a little girl, lots of little things I like to do, but my favorite thing in the whole entire free world to do is take longleaf pine needles and scrape up a big old bunch of them. And then I would lay out sort of like a blueprint of a house on the ground in the woods. Just, you know, like lines of these thick pine needles. And I would have a bedroom and a bathroom and a door and a sitting area and a porch. And I would just create this imaginary space with pine needles, which, by the way, are my favorite smell on earth anyway. The other thing I like to do was I like to pretend make breakfast. And I had a little tiny pan, little pretend one, you know. And I would find these little white flowers with yellow centers. Now, I'm a master gardener, but I do not have a great enough memory to go back, um, I don't know, 44 years to try to think of what did I do when I was 10. So, I believe they might have been the ox-eye daisy. Y'all look that up. If not, they might have been chickweed. But anyway, that little white flower with a little yellow interior, it looked like a fried egg. And I would pretend they were fried eggs and serve them to my fairy friends that nobody else could see. And that's how I would spend my afternoon. I would make little teas out of honeysuckle. And of course, I didn't have any hot water. I just leave it seeping in a little water. Lord, I was better than Alice in Wonderland, y'all. 
Now, I tended to do this sort of thing when I was already upset or was trying to escape the screaming of divorce in the house or a parent's wrath, and I could lose myself there. And to me, that imaginary place was just as real, just as tangible as the screaming and the crying in the house. I see no problem with that. Little healthy escapism, you feel me? Oh, there's other things I used to love to do. I used to sing different songs to different plants. I had a cactus I loved that I knocked and broke and had to band-aid back up that lived until my mother got rid of it. And I had a special name for it. And sometimes when I was sad, I would name plants, especially those that kept coming back. And I would say, you know, your name is Meredith or your name is Beatrice. I love those older names, you know. Your name is Winifred. And I would just walk around and name all my plants. Seems absolutely ridiculous. And don't tell me that doesn't sound like fun right now in COVID-19. Am I right? I think what I love to do next best was Play-Doh. I don't know why I haven't bought Play-Doh in all these years. I think I thought it was for children. I thought I had to get some kind of fancy-dancy real clay in one of those little stoves to cook it down in and oven, whatever, which would be cool, but, you know, the cost is really high, and I just remember the joy of creating things. Back before it had to be art, sometimes I think that when we are trying to create art, it eludes us somehow, and I think it matters more to just be like a child and Run at it with all of your experiences and sort of, I don't know, bleed all over the paper or let your emotions guide your hands. To me, that is art. It just doesn't necessarily start out that way. These are some of the other things I love to do. White sparkle lights. Oh my gosh. Does anything make me happier? Sparkle lights. I was remembering that the other day and I thought, I've got five boxes of those sparkle lights and they're in my van. And y'all know I had bought those after Christmas on a sale, and I had meant to keep them for a tree or some such this coming year. Why am I holding back? Tell you what, tomorrow night there's going to be sparkle lights in the damn bathroom, okay? And there might be some in the nursery, my little plant nursery, because I like sparkle lights, and the world is turned upside down. And if it's going to be upside down day, every single fucking day, it might as well be my childhood. Isn't that fun? Y'all better watch me. I might make a tent in the living room, put a pentagram in the middle of it. But my pet rock was my favorite thing too. I mean, you know, y'all know how old I am. My pet rock had a name. It was Fred and um, I painted him a little face (laughs) and it might have been an inanimate object, but I don't know, they tapped into something, giving us lonely kids of the 60s and 70s pet rocks. So I've been thinking about going out there and painting some of my rocks. I've got all these beautiful rocks out here. They're just in abundance. And sometimes when the kids don't know what to do, they'll go get in a truck and run off on down in the holler and pick up all these huge rocks. I mean, the kind that a fancy person would probably pay thousands of dollars for. To have them set up around their border or around their tree. And they're all down my road down here. We keep them kind of picked clean anyway. 
And I have thought about going out there and painting up rocks. Y'all, I cannot draw and I cannot paint, but that's not what it's about right now, is it? Nope. It's about finding joy anywhere you can. Y'all know one of the things that has tickled me the most this year was one of the most simple things ever. We've got this little nursery for our baby plants that my darling raven in my tribe bought for me a couple years ago and Linwood put up for us. And it's just perfect for your little tinies that are growing into the world. And the weather is insane. Okay, so some days it's 80 degrees and then suddenly it'll fall right down to 48 at night and I've got all these babies out there. And my husband said to me, you know, he'd read somewhere that you don't have to put a heater out there for something that light. That if you just put in one of those safety candles, do y'all know what those are? You know, you keep them in your closet in case things go awry. They're in tall glass cylinders. And put one of those in something that small and it'll raise the temperature. And let me tell you something, it did. It raised it about, I don't know, almost 20 degrees. But there was something so soothing about a candle burning in that little nursery at night. Something so hopeful about it. So I decided I'm going to take a couple of rocks down there and put it down on the ground of that thing and put a little place where I can always place a candle. Because usually when you're doing new babies, it's kind of cool at night anyway. It just gave me so much pleasure and so much hope and so much joy. All right, I'll tell y'all one more thing that makes me happy. It's such a small little thing. But, you know, we grow rosemary and a lot of rosemary. And it has a wonderful way of helping you with your memory and pushing away negativity. Kind of cleaning the air a little bit, too. It's just fantastic. And I'd read about this a long time ago, and I started doing it, and it really works. And you just take a sprig of rosemary, and you tie it, and you hang it on your shower head. So it just sort of steams up in that bathroom. Now, y'all, remove that after a few days, because mold is a thing. But it cheers you up. It brightens you. It brings the outside in and heals your soul. So these are some of the small ways I'm allowing myself to, I don't know, be a child again. If that is what makes me happy, if that is what brings me joy, I'll do it. Y'all know my grandma was dying, and I'm not fond of the way she was allowed to die or forced to die. I was never allowed a voice in any of it, of course. I'm the black sheep. But what I do remember and what I did approve of and what did make me happy was there at the end, you know, doctors will do this dumb, dumb shit. Here you are, 94 years old, with blood clot in your heart. Ain't no way you're getting out of here alive. And doctors are trying to make you eat healthy. Are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean that woman can't have salt? What do you mean that woman can't have bacon? But her favorite thing was a donut in a bowl. And she would pour her coffee over that donut so it could soak. And then maybe a little whipped cream on top for breakfast. And yes, I understand how unhealthy that is. And I also know that she was 94 years old. The jig was up. And I just hope that I have people around me that will allow me to find those little pleasures, 
favorite foods from when I was a child or Play-Doh or sitting in the grass. I've always told my husband if I get a choice, and you know we don't always, um, but if I have to die, the way I'd like to go is laying in the grass with all my kids around me and the sun setting, listening to the birds chirp, and hopefully with a cigar in one hand and really good whiskey in the other. That'd make me really happy. (laughs) And whatever makes you happy, okay? It really is that. I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody, that kind of negates the whole damn thing. But you know what I'm talking about anyway, didn't you? Does it make you happy to bite your fingernails and you gave it up and now you're stressed out as hell? Shit, girl, bite your fingernails. It's never going to kill you. Who cares what they look like? Enjoy yourself. Are you worried you're going to gain 5, 10 extra pounds at home right now? Ask yourself, is it going to kill you? Or ask your doctor. If it's not, honey, I ate a whole chocolate bar last night watching television after my husband fell asleep. It was the most guilty pleasure I've ever had because I have restricted chocolate from myself in the last five years. Those menopause pounds kind of packed on and I was worried about it. Oh, who gives a shit? I'm having the chocolate bar. I tell you right now, I cannot wait for that grandchild to be born. Gives me a good excuse to be down on the floor playing with blocks, finger painting, being silly, telling pretend stories, imagination, hide and seek. I watched Pan again last night. I'm allowing myself to watch all kinds of good things like How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I love that movie so much. But last night, Pan was on, and I was just so tickled because... This particular version has a young boy as Pan and not, you know, it's the backup story. It's the origin thing. And I just love seeing Peter Pan as an actual child. And it got me to thinking that children, they can police almost everything about you, but your imagination, they can't do shit about that. Run in your head, play, color. Because see, what I believe is that everything I just said, all of these little things from our childhoods and sparkle lights, I think it's all magic. And I think that just like any other magic, we can lose it if we don't use it. I'll tell you, there ain't anything cuter in the whole world than an old man sitting in a big old mud pie with a little girl. And they're just making those little mud pies and giggling. Or an old woman telling all the stories of her childhood while making chocolate chip cookies with her grandchildren. I mean, you don't need grandchildren for this, though. In fact, you don't need a child at all. You just need to access yours. You know, the one living inside of you. The one that still cries and gets scared and really, really misses that big crayon box that had the sharpener. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And the gold and the bronze and the flesh colors. Oh! Yeah, that little kid. That little kid is scared. What do you do when you got a scared kid? Well, honey, you entertain that child. That's what you do. So I highly encourage all of y'all to find the little kid inside of you and give it the chocolate bar. Would you please? Don't hurt anybody. But stop putting that little kid in a boring timeout corner. Life is short. We're in hell. Be magic. I gotta run, y'all. I've got a little baby chick being born right now, and it needs my help. It was pipping at the wrong end of the egg, and it happens 
every blue moon. I want to give it its best shot at life. And my kids are outside and I haven't really talked to them all day and it's a beautiful day. But I love y'all and I'm thinking about y'all. I'm sorry about last week. I've really needed a week off. I even kind of got to where I was thinking about not podcasting anymore. But I sank down deep in myself and I thought about it. And today I decided, yeah, I'll keep it up for now. As long as it makes me happy. And as long as y'all are still out there. So, blessed Beltane, y'all. Don't forget, crayons are nine-nine cents at Family Dollar. All right. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.